Well, good evening. It is good to be together tonight in the house of the Lord. My name is Matt Henderson. Um, I know most of you, but some of you I do not know. Uh, I am one of the elders at Lexington Christian Fellowship, and I am going to do our word for tonight. So welcome if you are a visitor. Uh, our church has been taking the month of December to honor Jesus, and we do that in a special, awesome way uh, for Christmas. So I'm actually going to do something tonight that may have never been done before. We are going to, so you are probably most familiar with going over a text from Luke as you get ready for Christmas. Tonight we're going to do the book of John, the gospel of John. Wow, never done before probably in the history of mankind right here, first time. If you don't know, the gospel of John does not include the birth of Jesus in it, but there is some awesome content about who Jesus is, and so I have taken a selection of verses out of the book of John, so you listen as I read through these. Uh, I've, kind of sh I've kind of put them in a different order than they appear in the book, uh, but I think it makes sense for what we're going to be doing tonight. So listen as I read from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if you don't know, when we reference Word here, John is actually talking about Jesus. So every time you hear word, think Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And this is the judgment, that light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But to all who did receive him, and listen to this, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Amen. So, like I said, in this season, we collectively set our hearts on Jesus and we consider how he came into the world as a child, and he came into the world as our Savior. But tonight I want you to think about this for one moment. Think about the world that Jesus came into as a child. In Isaiah 9-2, Isaiah prophesies about those who Jesus came to, and this is what he says. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. 
When we look at the Gospels of Mark and of Luke, we get a pretty clear picture of what was going on in the earth when Jesus came. There were many who were poor. There were many that were sick beyond repair. There were many that had demons that were terrorizing them on a daily basis. We know that the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, were in captivity to the Romans. The king at the time in the area of Judea was Herod. He killed members of his family. He killed young Jewish boys in the backdrop of Jesus coming into the world. We know that these cultures worshipped many pagan gods, even sacrificing people to those gods. We know that there was just rampant witchcraft going on in the area. What we see is a world of deep darkness, a world of pain, a world of suffering, a world of despair, a world of violence, a world where brother was pitted against brother. And ultimately, this became a world of death. Mankind, his political systems, economic systems, religious systems, everything that made up what mankind was had completely broken and was in disrepair. It was so broken, so lost. What we had done became so broken and so lost that it was beyond the point of repair. See, one of the things we understand is that humankind at this point did not have the power and the capacity to fix what had, had broken itself. It was lost without a way home in the dark. Complete, utter darkness covered the land as we read in Isaiah. Something about this situation should be familiar to you as an individual. If you're a true Lexingtonian, if you lived here long enough, you might remember the department store McGalpins. Anybody? Okay, some, some McGalpin people here. The newbies you don't know. It's Dillard's now. One of my great memories of you know, preparing for Christmas was going to McGalpins with my mother as a kid and looking for you know, whatever presents we were getting. And we, we, as kids, we loved to run off in the aisles and in the, the racks of clothing. You could, you could actually hide inside. The, did anybody hide inside the racks of clothing? Raise of hands? Yes. And we would just run and go. But there was, the, there was this one time where, where I could not find my way back to my mother. You know, that, you know that, uh, that feeling you get in your stomach when you first start thinking, I might not be able to find my parents again? And then I remember you know, the tears coming down, and I remember my, my pants getting drops of, of tears on them because I knew uh, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to find my mom again. Lost to live in McAlpin's forever. <laughs> that is the bad place. This may have never happened to you, but something that you are familiar with is that in your life, you have made decisions you have been rebellious to a degree where the choices that you have made in your life have led you to a place where there was no return. Where your sinful desires, the habits that you create in your life, have culminated in this situation where you entered into a darkness that you could not fix. Maybe it's broken relationships. Maybe it's depression or anxiety. 
Maybe it's bad economic choices that have put you in a tough position. But we've all done it. We've all, by our own decisions, come to a place where we cannot fix the situation on our own. Well, this state of humanity, as Jesus is coming into the world, it really is, it really is just an extrapolation of thousands and thousands of people making those same decisions that you've made to a point where society as a whole was in a state of deep darkness. This had happened before in history. Do you remember in the time of Noah? This is what we read about in the time of Noah. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. At this time, God decided that he needed to do something. That all of the land was dark at the time of Noah and he needed to do something. And what he did at this time is he sent a flood to wash away the darkness, to wash away the sin and destroy mankind and start over with one man, Noah, who would be righteous. Well, in the days of Herod, when he was king of Judea, the land was again in this deep darkness that it had brought upon itself. Thanks be to God, he did not destroy the land again. But instead, what God did in the days of Herod is he sent his only son into the earth. And he did this because of his great love and his kindness for mankind. And this wasn't an impulse decision. We know that this wasn't an impulse decision, but this was something that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had predestined before the creation of earth. This is something that they decided to do before any man was created. They decided that Jesus would be sent into the earth, into his own creation, the world that he had created to teach it how to come back to the Father. From Luke, we read this, and the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. The reality is that the virgin birth of our Savior is immensely significant because we know this, that when Jesus was born into the world, that was not originated by the will of any man. No man decided. Mary and Joseph did not decide, we're going to raise a young man who's going to be so perfect that he's going to be able to take away the sins of the world. Jesus' birth into the world was completely separate and wholly set apart from the world that man had created that had dissipated into darkness and despair and hatred for one another. It was completely separate. It originated in heaven, in the eternal places, where the perfect love of God reached out and said, I am going to send my son into the earth. And Jesus came by the will of God and by the act of God in the Holy Spirit. And for this reason, we can be confident that everything that was in Jesus was not tainted by the world that had messed up over and over. But it was the perfect light of love that came down from heaven into the earth 
and had the capacity to destroy darkness and to bring humankind back into its original purpose, which was to display the love and the glory of God in the earth. So in this child, in this child Christ, we now have hope for humanity for humanity in the earth here and today because he activated the perfect love of the Father in human flesh, in us. Because he came from heaven and became a man, now it would be possible for darkness to be defeated, for humankind to be reboot. When we think about our salvation coming in the form of a child, there's three distinct characteristics of this child that I want you to think about and meditate as you move towards Christmas. Number one, the coming of Christ as a child was a gift. God sent his son into the earth as a gift to you and me. No person in this room deserved that Jesus would be sent into the earth, but it was the free gift of God because of his great love. It's an expression of his great love to us. And a lot of times as Christians, we can become moralistic and think that, that our greatest duty is to be gift givers, to be people who take our resources and give it to others. But tonight I want to suggest this, that the real measure of your ability to be a Christ father, follower is your ability to receive the gift of Jesus in your heart. So in this season, I want you to do this. Every time you receive a gift, let your heart turn to Jesus and become a person that can receive the love of Jesus, the gift of God. Number two, Christ was weak and vulnerable in his form. Christ, God decided to send Jesus in the form of a child, not a grown man, but as a child, into a dark and evil and violent world. He could have been crushed by Herod's guards, but there was a power, there is a unique power in the economy of God that comes in people who are weak and vulnerable. And as we display that characteristic that was in Christ in our lives, as our weakness and our vulnerability is exposed, the power of God can come and destroy darkness in the earth through us. Number three, his coming was a mystery. The manner in which Jesus was conceived and birthed in the world is a mystery. We live in a modern age of science that tries to describe everything in natural terms that we can understand in test tubes and things. You cannot describe how Jesus came into the earth scientifically or naturally. It is impossible. The only way to understand what happened when Christ came into the world is to understand it through faith and the mystery of what God has done in his son. And I want to say this, that is important. We don't shy away from that as the church, but we declare that it is a mystery. And we invite others into that because there is something significant about your soul. Just like a child who celebrates Christmas and the wonder of Christmas without understanding everything that's going on, your soul, in order for it to be healthy, needs to be able to hold the mystery of God with wonder in faith. 
So often when we think about the coming of Jesus, our hearts immediately move to thankfulness for the fact that as he comes, we know what's going to happen in the future, that he is going to forgive our sins. But in those verses in John, we see something else come into focus, and this is our focus for tonight. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When we look on this child, when we believe in him, when we place our trust in him and allow him to lead us in the light, we are transformed from being the product of humanity that is full of darkness and despair. But we become something different. We become sons and daughters of God. And everything is changed. We become transformed into the type of people that can display the light and the love and the power of God in the earth. And we become the means by which the light that we, that we celebrate that came by Jesus into the earth, we shine that light across the land. And it brings God glory. Amen? When we understand this good news, that there is, there is this great joy that will well up in your heart, we have a hope for the here and now. We have a hope of the glory and the light of God shining right now in the midst of this dark culture. And you are that hope. As Jesus, the Son of God, lives in you according to the will of the Father, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And this is why... The angel declared this in Luke. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying this, would you stand up and say it with me? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen.